0: This is Paul James Caden, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, People Under the Stairs. And this is Stan Wangland, the other half of the amazing duo of the People Under the Stairs. And we're hoping that you'll tune in and listen to our wonderful podcast. Hey, Paul, tell the folks some of the things that we talk about in the podcast. We talk about a wide array of subjects, the paranormal, UFOs, missing four one one. Even such things as some of the conspiracy theories out there that are wild, things that are happening in the news, in our world. If it's strange, if it's weird, if it bears talking about, we'll cover it on the show. Yeah, and we do it from a really balanced perspective. Uh, we just don't, uh, you know, uh, come up with something, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. We try and have, uh, you know, the actual facts of what's going on with interesting people as guests on the show different authors uh, and you know allowing them to tell their story uninterrupted and uh, you know in a full and uh, interesting format so you can get into anything from artificial intelligence to uh, people who say they've been abducted and been on a flying saucer so if you enjoy those topics we hope you'll give us a listen and join us under the stairs yeah and uh for those of you who regularly listen to podcasts even those of you who are new we're on all the podcasting platforms and we're very very easy to find so give us a listen Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward, along with a special segment, Oddities with John Mallard.
1: Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart, your paranormal podcast that you can now enjoy on the second Sunday and last Sunday of each month. As usual, you can find Boo and I on Podbean, YouTube, SparkRadioNet.org, iTunes, Spotify, and any other place you can find fine podcasts. Folks, if you've had any paranormal experiences you'd like to share and you're interested in being on the show, please contact me at ParanormalHeart13 at gmail.com. We don't have to use your name if you don't feel comfortable. I'd just like to share your story and let you know you're not alone. Others have had experiences they can't explain as well. So please, reach out if you're interested in being on the show. In This episode, I'd like to give a shout-out to my listeners in Switzerland. Much love and respect to you, and thanks so much for listening. I greatly appreciate you all. Before we get to my next guest, let's hear what strange things John has for us in oddities with John Mallard.
2: Over to you, John. Hey folks, welcome to Oddities, strange facts that are true about an odd, odd world. Tonight, we cover something very near and dear to our hearts, since it is the Valentine's season of February. Did you know that tonight, we're going to be doing Facts About Love? In fact, these might be some facts you guys didn't know. So here they come. Number one, both males and females must have adequate testosterone for sexual attraction. Yes, even women have small amounts of testosterone. Testosterone creates desire as well as aggressive behavior, which may push you to pursue the person who is creating this desire. We can actually sense and are attracted to a person with different immune systems. If this isn't bizarre, I don't know what it is. This finding came about during a study conducted by Claude Weckedein of the University of Switzerland. He had women test subjects smell unwashed shirts of men. Women consistently preferred the smell of the man's shirt, whose immune system was different from their own. Apparently, the same findings were discovered in rodents. Did you know falling in love is as addicting as cocaine or even nicotine? Dopamine, a chemical that is released during the initial attraction stage of the relationship, is also activated when using cocaine and nicotine. It gives you that rush of pleasure and happiness that makes those drugs so addicting. It also enhances the release of testosterone, which is stated above as essential for attraction. I suppose falling in love will be the safer drug of choice if you had to choose between the three. Um, But, you know, uh, just from experience, it's, it's probably a lot cheaper to uh, go with the cocaine. Moving on. Love can literally make you crazy. Did you know that? Something you may or may not know about love is that it can lead to serious infatuation. The same levels of serotonin that bring about the infatuation are found in those with obsessive compulsive disorder, which is an anxiety disorder. This is probably why you cannot seem to think of anyone else when you have fallen in love. Ah. Number five, love needs to be blind for survival. (laughs) Well, thank God, right? (laughs) It does not seem to matter what others have to say to a new lover. He or she is always perfect in our eyes. Blindness is critical for us to move forward in our relationship and is usually required to move on to the attachment stage, as scientists call it, so that they can stay in the love long enough to have and raise children. In other words, you know, populate the earth. Did you know your nerve cells work better during the first year of love? A protein in our body is called nerve growth factor or NGF that is important for the functions of certain sympathetic and sensory nerve cells seems to thrive during the first year of being in love. Basically, our sentences are heightened and our fight or flight response system is more active during love and young love. Did you know romantic love and the love between a mother and child share a similar chemical connection? The hormone oxytocin is released during childbirth and when a child nurses as well as during orgasm. Oxytocin is thought to help long-term bonding. Did you know when you take away one of the key bonding hormones, the detachment actually detaches? Yeah. A study was done on prairie voles, a rodent that forms a long-term mating pair where the hormone vasopressin was suppressed. These poor voles lost their interest in their mate immediately and did not even protect one another from new mates. Did you know that we're attracted to those who look and or smell similar to our parents? Oh, this is this is getting really weird. As creepy as it sounds, a partner who looks similar to one of our parents is found to be comforting. If you're a female and your father wore a certain cologne, it is a familiar and comforting scent. This makes sense, but let's not bring Freud into this. It's just getting a bit weird. Uh, And last but not least, we also tend to fall in love with someone who looks like ourselves a little bit. Talk about narcissistic, right? Well, aside from facial features, hair color and eye color... We also tend to be attracted to those with the same lung volumes, earlobe lengths, and metabolic rates. Although we might not want to think about these things when we are falling head over heels, it might be necessary to remind ourselves to not completely lose our heads in the chemical love spell we are surely under. Protect yourselves, guys. Protect yourselves. This Valentine's Day, just hide under a rock. And for more things about love and, you know, weird things... Not about love. Don't forget to check out the Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Back to you, Kat. Thanks, John.
1: This episode, I'm fortunate to have three guests. I consider these gentlemen as family, and they are some of the most interesting and brilliant minds in the paranormal community. Please welcome, from Bronxville Paranormal, Al Santariga, Inside the Goblin Universe, Brian Bowden, and Paratruth Radio and Beyond Reason podcast, Justin Cancellari. Hey guys, welcome to Paranormal Heart. Once again, all three of you have been on here before. Thank you so much for being here. Thought you could introduce yourselves one by one. Sure. <laughs> or not. Like a plan. <laughs> Who goes first? You go first since you've already started to speak.
3: I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'm Brian Bowden. Um, I have a, a, po- a couple of podcasts. I have a, it's, I'm part of the Inside the Gobbled Universe podcast, as well as my own uh, Nobo Bumi, which is nobody but me. And I do work with a great organization called the Bronxville Paranormal Society here in New York. We also uh, I'm one of the founders of the New York State UFO Project, the New York State Sasquatch Organization, and uh, also co uh, um, chapter or director of the State of New York for the
4: dogman project hey folks I'm Al Riga, founder of the Bronxville Paranormal Society along with my partner Brian um we we uh were the director of the North American Dogman Project New York State Chapter the New York State UFO Project and the New York State uh, Sas- Sasquatch
5: Organization and I'm Justin Cancellari that's all you need to know
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Come on, don't be shy <laughs>
5: He's the godfather um, I'm the godfather of the paranormal um, I, If you guys don't know who I am I have several podcasts I have Paratruth Radio uh, With my co-host Eric um, I do Beyond Reason By myself And I also do Crime Crack With Heidi and Eric as well
1: Nice. Thanks for being here, guys. And we Absolutely. were supposed we were supposed to have two other people on here as well. We we're supposed to have the mysterious and majestic Eric with a K, who couldn't make it, and uh, John Mallard, who in Newfoundland right now is, as we're recording, is in the middle of a nasty blizzard, and uh, he lost power. So hopefully we'll have him on again at another time. And you folks know John Mallard as Oddities uh, with John Mallard. So uh, let's hope that he's going to be safe tonight. And uh, get his power back on so he can record his shows again. So, I thought tonight's topic we could do uh, dreams and the interpretations because uh, not too long ago I contacted Brian Bowden here, um, told him about this uh, odd, odd dream that I had. And if you don't, if you got, if you gents don't mind, I'll just jump into that and then we can take it from there.
5: Sure. Yeah,
3: sounds like a plan.
1: Sure. So I had this uh, odd dream that I uh, contacted Brian, as I, as I mentioned. Um, I was back in my hometown in New Brunswick, uh, camping with uh, my husband and, and kids, with some friends. They had one campsite, we had another right next to them. When we woke up, the whole place was leveled. And um, their trailer and our little cabin were still standing, barely, but everything was leveled. Uh, it, come to find out that there was a huge, huge hurricane that went through and just, I, I don't know how we didn't wake up <laughs> and and hear it because I'm pretty sure a hurricane that's big enough to wipe out your town should make a little bit of noise. Come to find out later on in the dream that it wasn't just a little town I was in, it was worldwide. The whole planet was affected. Few few survivors, um, Everybody's starting to come out of hiding, trying to pick up the pieces and uh, it was very, very real. It was in color, and I don't remember if I usually dream in color, but I remember this was in color, and it was just so real, and then messaged Brian, uh, I think it was the next day, and told him about it. So uh, what do you all think about that dream?
3: ( incomprehensible) You want me to chime in quickly?
1: Sure. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Well, well, one of the things that, you know, when you get to dreams, I think they're very... Important. Um, it's part of your subconscious coming out when you have some crazy dreams, but some people, when when you're dreaming and you're in that relaxed state, you you're able to. I'm going to use the term vibration. You're able to vibrate at a different frequency, so you're you're really more in touch with other realms than you think, uh, because there's no other distractions there. It's pretty quiet at night uh, for the most part. So when I I heard this from you, cat, the first thing I, I I asked you is, do you know? Have you ever predicted stuff from dreams before? Which you said, kind of, sort of, you know, yes. Yes.
1: Um,
3: and, I mean, it, it's. I just never heard of, it, of a, a hurricane kind of, you know, plowing through and killing people. A hurricane is not what I would think would do it. Um, I would think more like a giant tidal wave. And the first thing that came to my brain was something that had to do with, like, maybe an asteroid hitting uh, the planet and creating such a uh, shock wave that it wiped everything out. So maybe the the hurricane was just shockwave.
1: That's possible. But I remember specifically the um, dream. It was um, a hurricane that was mentioned. So I don't know. But like you said, it could have been a shockwave. Hey, Kat, hey,
4: Can I ask you a question? Of course. Um, have you ever... Lived or slept through a hurricane before, as maybe as a small child or something something mm. traumatic that happened as a child.
1: No, I have not. okay no we've uh we've had a few earthquakes back in our hometown, but not you know just enough to shake the your the buildings. there wasn't anything uh, major. Uh, we'd have fish tanks and the water would slosh, you know, so uh, it wasn't right. a very strong uh, earthquake. uh blizzard, I've been in a blizzard before. Um, but nothing really severe for weather.
3: Well, it's interesting. You said you were back at, in New Brunswick.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So normally, like, I, I know where you are now, and you're nowhere near that. So I would never think of a hurricane really being produced a, a strong enough, well, if it was strong enough to do globally, I mean, it must have been like a Category 9 or 10 or something like that. Uh, New Brunswick is definitely susceptible to these things. But I was just trying to think, you know, The first thing in my mind is the entire planet is affected. So, you know, one of the things I did send to you, I remember, was an article that there was going to be a near-Earth asteroid. Yep. um, Which is kind of interesting how it it coincided with your dream. And had that thing, it's about the size of a bus, hit at the right spot, it may have created a problem um, globally.
1: It could have. It was... uh... Very, like I said, very real. And then I had another dream, too, that I uh, I just had to message you the next day. Um, I vaguely remember it now. The hurricane one I still remember, but this other one, I um, uh, was on an investigation with the team, and please uh, chime in, uh, Brian, if you remember any more details that I told you, but all I pretty much remember is we're in the basement of our investigation, and something about... One of the walls, there was a door that was opening and nasties were coming out. And I remember saying, I have to contact Brian. I have to contact Brian. And I'm there with Katie Turner. And so I woke up the next morning and I'm like, I got to contact Brian. <laughs> so told, <laughs> told you about the well, about that. that. That was kind of weird too.
3: Right. Well, did you contact Katie as well? Because I remember I think I asked you if you contacted her yet. And I don't know if you did or didn't. Oh, um, crap.
1: No, I didn't.
3: See, there's a problem right there. That's <laughs> one of the problems but you know it's 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 very interesting we're all in the, we're all in the paranormal uh-huh. in, in some way or form investigations uh radio shows podcasts whatever it is but we're all very versed in it um the fact that it was so real then you were opening a doorway which is very interesting um cuz uh, you know i've experienced and and alan i actually have experienced what may have been times you know rips and stuff um I always put a lot, lot more uh, of validity on things that seem more real in a dream. Uh-huh. And, and when you wake up from that dream and you're like, um, I got to contact these people. I, I woke up recently that someone was dead. Um, oh, wow. And I, 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 it was as real as real can, real can be. And I literally, I had to call the person and I said, I apologize, but I, are you okay? And I started asking questions. They said, yes, yes, yes. Um, no problem. They were alive. Um, another dream within the same time frame, um, someone was really sick or they were going to do something and it was a bad accident. And I called them immediately. And normally my go-to for these crazy dreams is Al. Um, I usually text him, hey, you, you know, if we can't talk, I'm like, I'll give them the dream. I'll give them what I, what I said. And I said, should I tell them or not? Because I don't want people are you're, you're, I'm crazy. I mean, we all know I am.
1: Yeah, but. it's given. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, but and, and usually it's like, Al's like, you know, probably doing something. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Call them, <laughs> you know. But um I, you know, I had to call this person, and I I took them off guard because I'm not really very versed with these people. But it was definitely a warning type of thing. But I'm liking the portal. I, I'm wondering what the what are our, our other two people on this on this show are, are feel about that,
1: or not, <laughs> or, or, or not. <laughs> I was waiting. For
5: that also, <laughs>
1: Justin, go ahead. Well.
5: Um, well, it's kind of hard interpreting what is a dream and what is truly you know you're you're seeing something because I've had some really realistic dreams, but does that mean that they're a warning or that they're prophetic in some way? i couldn't tell you um you know i've had dreams about being the antichrist i've had dreams about um a lot of the stories that i i'm writing um but if it's something that kind of correlates with what's happening in the world it could be prophetic um It would be really interesting to see um, if anything happens within the next however long it takes for for your dreams to come true. Um, But that's something you had to, that you, one of them was in color, right? Were they both in color or just the one?
1: They were both in color. I, I remember a lot of color in the first dream with the hurricane, Uh, The second one, there was color Mm -hmm. as well, but it didn't seem to be as much.
5: Okay. Because, well, they say that uh, creative people dream in color. But I also believe that can be true for people that can uh, have the abilities that several of us do. um, And that would signify that type of dream as well. But again you can never really tell unless it correlates with something.
1: Yep.
4: Al? Yeah, Kat, um, what I wanted to ask you was, um, as an investigator, um, have you ever experienced opening a portal of some any kind? Um, and if so, then maybe that relates to the doorway in the basement?
1: Possibly. We had uh, one investigation where It was really, really fascinating. Uh, We didn't open it; it was already open. But there was this mirror that um, things were coming through. Uh, She had purchased it secondhand, uh, the client, and um, things were coming through, uh, cats as well, because she could hear meowing in the house. And it was very, very interesting because I went up to the mirror and I put my hand almost to the point of touching it, but I didn't. And have you ever stood in front of an electric fence? Sure. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You, you feel that, that tingling, mm-hmm. I was getting that from the mirror, which was fat. It, it intrigued me so much. Uh, Katie closed the, the portal to that and then I didn't have any more feelings from that mirror, but that's, um, that this was, um, quite a few months ago that we had that investigation.
4: And how much longer after that investigation did you have the dream?
1: Oh, months, because the dream was just recently.
3: Okay. Yeah, um, I, I'm not really a big fan of mirrors in general. <laughs> um, and, you know, well, it's just, it is they are portals, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, um, especially how you treat them. Um, it's very interesting when someone dies in, in some religions, uh, someone passes away, one of the things you need to do is you cover mirrors.
1: Cover the mirror, Yep.
3: Right, anything yep. with a reflection, you cover it, and... Um, they say that, you know, some people say, oh, it's for vanity. I think, um, I think there's other reasons for it. I think we're at a a certain point in, in our lives where we're a little bit more vulnerable. So we, we're, we're attracting that loss. You know, there's still a connection there. Uh, even though that person has passed into the realm of wherever, um, there may be an open connection or a tether that we're not seeing. And that's why you cover the mirrors. Um, I'd love to hear Katie's point of view on that um, you know how she feels about this whole thing but it's just I think each one of us has such abilities and gifts that these dreams shouldn't be discounted and I'm agreeing with you um uh, about the you know how long it takes till something comes to fruition I hope the world doesn't you know go away but it's let's see how close it comes to you know try to mark the days or whatever when you have these dreams like When something close or similar happens Mm -hmm. and it may not be a global event, but it may be, let's say there's a huge, um, you may be seeing something that's, you know, someplace else in the world, but they're just putting it in your frame of reference instead of a global frame.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's referencing something in my world, not necessarily literally the world.
4: Right. Or maybe you're seeing you're seeing glimpse from the past as well.
1: Well that's possible too. Ah. I never thought of that. Mr. L, you're brilliant.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. Genius.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you're on here, aren't you?
4: <laughs> I know people.
1: <laughs> I know a guy.
4: <laughs> I know a guy.
1: <laughs> used to have a neighbor, not to get off topic, used to have a neighbor that no matter what you talked about, that you needed to get. And he's like, yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> it's like, really?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Must be Italian.
1: Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else have any, uh, any, um, oh, my train derailed. <laughs> any thoughts on these?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Al should, you know, if you if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to point to Al because... We had this discussion earlier today and there's a lot a lot to this. Uh, but I think it's worthy of you. I don't want to put you on the spot, but his dream was, you know, you could you can do it. Come on.
4: I mean, all right. Um I had a crazy dream. Listen, I, I, I've had I've had one dream that I've had over and over since I was twelve. But I'll hold on we'll put that on the side because I know Brian wants me to discuss what happened last night. Um uh, last night I had this dream that my wife and i and two other couples were house shopping and we're looking at all these different style houses a cape here a ranch here and then we get to this third location and the real estate agent's taken all three couples around at all three houses and we get to the last location and i'm looking at this place and it looks like a building it looks like a schoolhouse to me and i'm like This doesn't look like a house at all, you know? And everybody goes in, and I go in, and as soon as I walk through the door, I get a bad vibe. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't like the feeling of this place at all. And as the real estate agent is discussing the house, and she said, yeah, it used to be a private school and yada, 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 but the school, you know, ran in hard times financially. They had to close down, and, you know, we we converted it into – um, the classrooms into bedrooms, and, you know, my wife was freaking out because the bedrooms were huge, and she's like, oh, my God, this is beautiful, and the back patio opened up to a private beach, and she's like, oh, my God, we got our own private beach, this is great, and I'm like, don't get excited, babe, because, you know, I'm not moving in here, you know, well, so then she brings us downstairs, and she said the downstairs is huge, and you can make a game room out of it, or a mother-in-law apartment, and all this stuff, and and there's this woman in, in downstairs cleaning up and she looks like Stevie Nicks kind of, you oh. know, like a gypsy yeah. kind of woman, you know? And she turns around and she looks at me and she goes, oh my God, Al, how the hell are you? She comes over to me, she gives me a big hug and a kiss. And I'm looking at her like, I have no clue who this woman is. And I look at her and I go, do I know you? My wife's like, who's this? You know? And, huh. and I'm like, I don't know. And she goes, it's Wendy. And I go, Wendy who? And she goes, Artie's girlfriend. Now, Artie is my guitar teacher and all his girlfriends look like stevie nicks okay <laughs> and um and, you know he's a, he's a rocker from way back and yeah. uh, all his girlfriends look like stevie nicks so i go oh wendy right how you and she goes i gotta tell you something and she grabs me and she drags me outside she goes listen you know when you came in here with your team and you cleansed this school because there was a lot of uh, bad mojo in the school, dark energy, you know what I mean, and scaring the children, and, you know, we came in, and apparently we came in, and I said, you know, I thought this building looked familiar, but when we came, it was at night, and it had a different vibe to it, a different feel with the streetlights and all of this, and she goes, well, the school was great for, like, six months, and then the entity came back with a passion and started attacking the children and started attacking the teachers, and, you know, all the parents took the kids out of the school, and the entity wants to know where Al Sanrega lives. He Uh wants to come to your house. He wants to come after you. She goes, but I didn't tell him because I'm protected. And she pulled out all these charms and stones and everything. And, and I, so I said, yeah, you know, I'm good too. And I pulled out my St. Benedictine medal. You know, I said, I'm, I'm good too. You know, she goes, I wouldn't tell him where you lived out. You know, he couldn't, he couldn't scare me. And, So, and and it's just, and it's like, I knew this place had a bad vibe to it. You know, I'm telling my wife, let's just get the hell out of here. You know, last thing I want is to take something home with us. And uh, should I tell them the rest, Brian, what happened afterwards? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It it, it, it correlates. Go.
4: Okay. So, so, you know, the dream is is going on, and I hear what sounds like monkey barking in my dream. Okay.
1: Monkeys barking?
4: yes you know and i'm like what the hell is that and i'm hearing it and all of a sudden the cat that's laying on the bed between my wife and i gets up and runs under the bed so now i get up and i'm sitting now i'm awake and i'm sitting on, on the bed and i'm just leaning towards the window listening and you can hear these two monkeys barking like a husband and wife having an argument in my backyard okay so i'm thinking Am I really hearing this, or am, am I still am I still sleeping, you know? And I hear my <laughs> daughter come running down the steps. Boom, from upstairs, she comes running down the steps. I jump up, and I meet her halfway, and I stop her. I kind of cut her off at the path, you know? Um, and she goes, Dad, do you hear that? And I go, yeah. She goes, what do you think that is? And my wife has, like, three foxes that she feeds. And I just told my daughter, I said, I think it's the foxes. Maybe they're fighting or something, you know? Um, I don't really know what it is, so I went in the kitchen, and I put on the the sensor light, the floodlights for the backyard to see if I could see any eye shine or anything, and as soon as I put the, the floodlights on, all the monkey barking stopped. It just went dead silent. Now, what I didn't know last night, or the night yesterday, because when I go to work it's dark, when I come home it's dark, so I really don't look in the backyard once I get home. <laughs> My neighbor next door has been taking down trees in his backyard, a lot of dead trees. He's taken them down so they don't fall on his house. Mm -hmm. So he's taken down quite a bit the last three days. But I didn't know that till this morning when I woke up. So I don't know if these creatures were freaking out because my neighbor's taking down these trees. But I told Brian this morning, so when I got home from the doctor's office this morning, I was going to go up into the woods and look around, and I found what looks like a nest, a big, giant nest. Huh. And, because behind my house is like 100 acres of woods, and then across the street is like another 100 acres, but it's like wetlands. But I found this big, giant-looking nest-type deal, but there's no entranceway to It, it doesn't make any sense. It's just one big, giant mess of branches and sticks and just crazy looking i don't know what the hell it is. i mean there's a lot of what we call structures in in my in the back hundred acres in the back of my property but you know there's also a lot of dead trees and we've had a lot of high winds the last three four nights so i don't know if it's just dead falls or if something is making these structures so i you know I didn't take any photographs of them because I'm on a fence with the with the the stuff that I'm seeing in the trees, like touching one another, the x's and stuff like that um uh, but this I did take pictures of this nest, and it was just just weird just i didn't and it was crazy it's been raining up here for a few days, so I figured I'll go up there and i'll uh maybe I'll find some footprints but of course last night it dropped down to like ten degrees, so everything is frozen solid so um there was, there, were no, there was no footprints or anything to be found in the woods. But, uh, but it was crazy because I'm in the middle of this crazy dream. And I don't know if this dream is a premonition of things to come because I have a few things on the docket coming up you know, in February Ooh. or if it was just a stupid dream. <laughs> were you, did, were you,
1: did you say there was snow as well or just things
4: froze? Froze Everything was frozen hard.
1: And, and you said you didn't find any footprints, but did you notice any like droppings or anything from creatures or did you notice?
4: No, no. Dro- I noticed any <laughs> droppings and we have tons of deer. Actually mm-hmm. the deer come in my backyard and they eat all the bird, out of, uh, bird food out of the bird feeders. Oh yeah. So, I mean, we have, we have tons of deer, but I didn't even notice any deer droppings either. Huh. But, um, we always have, um, herds of deer going through all day long. Um, but, um, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in in my in my backyard. Believe me, we have possums and raccoons, and you know I've seen coyotes run through. So I mean, but yeah, I didn't but see
3: anything. There's there's a caveat to this in many ways. So Al, Al, you know, where where our one of our hot spots is for for Sasquatch Bigfoot is basically down the road from his house. That's a significant distance. Okay, it's not like you know. I mean, you can walk it. It's going to take you a couple hours. But um, he's had an experience with quartz with, um, appearing on his property in the back. Really? Um, we, we've been talking about this. And it's almost like a gifting type of thing. Mm-hmm. So when this took place, and he's telling me these things, and then he showed me the pictures. Now, I, Look, when you take down trees, and if you're an experienced homeowner, and you've know, you got to take down some stuff, yeah, you'll kind of pile it up. But this was a totally different type of pile. This was a totally different nest. This was like purposely built and a lot of it. And you, I don't know if, which neighbor it is on his property, but it definitely had that feel that something was resting in it or on it. Uh-huh. And, you know, there was there's something more to this. So um, I think maybe the, the first portion of the dream could have been and i was, was going to say it before them we were on the phone um, maybe they were communicating to him or trying to you know get in his conscious and he was picking up you know i don't know Al. maybe you were picking up some vibes from these these what would you say monkey barks and the first thing i'm thinking is bigfoot sasquatch
4: yeah, because when my daughter looked at me, she her eyes were as big as uh, saucers. And, you know, she's like, Dad, what is that? And I'm like, I think it's just the foxes. <laughs> you know, because yeah. if I would have told her what I thought it was, she would have never been able to sleep in the house yep. ever again. How so. old is she? 26. She's just turned 26.
1: Okay.
3: You know, so, I mean, I just think it's very interesting that the dream pre- previous to this was, I don't think, I don't think these, these creatures are out to harm out. Um, or whatsoever. But uh, sometimes these, you know, when you get to these Bigfoot encounters, Sasquatch encounters and gifting, there is a communication that takes place, and maybe it's on a, I'm going to go crazy, but a telepathic type of level. And the fact that he was dreaming, it makes it easier for these things to communicate to him or tap into that subconscious level. And unfortunately, they picked a a scenario that kind of turned a little bit freaky in the dream.
1: Maybe yeah. it was uh, because your neighbor was taking down some trees. Maybe that was they were living in there, and they're just letting you know, hey, this is not cool.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, what's crazy about this this structure that I I, t- I said I said Brian the photos is that it's it's huge. It's huge. When I tell you, it's six feet tall, and it's got to oh. be a, a, a good twelve feet in circumference, but. I mean, it would be, and it looks like an igloo. It's it's round like an igloo. Okay, huh. it would make a great um, uh, uh, resting area or or den or something if there was an entrance way to get in. I don't yeah. know how they're getting in, or they going, are they tuddling up, up onto the ground because there's no way in. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Moles. Yeah, I mean, or they li- just... or they lift it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just crazy. I mean, like I'm, I'm looking at it. I sent I sent Brian like three photos with a big question mark. Like, how the hell if if they if they make this, what 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 does it mean? And B, it can't be any kind of den because there's no way there's no entryway. Mm. Oh wow, that cold's really bad, Kat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm only <already> playing everybody
1: <laughs> background. You
3: know, you know, um When we see, we were on an investigation at a spot where Al Al saw something while driving, and we came across what looked like a bedding area. Um, And the structure itself, although it was very large, kind of got, I got a bedding feel from it. It looked like there was like, um, like something was resting on it or leaning on it, you know, more so than sleeping in it. So
4: maybe it was like, they used it as bedding. Huh. No, the only thing I could think of is if you was to sit down and just rest your back up against it and, and lean against it that way, like to rest. But why would you have to make such a huge structure when you could just use a tree to do something like that? I don't know. Because that's I mean, more than one. As far one. as the dream goes, I, 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 I kind of, when I woke up this morning after all the, for real, went out uh, in the middle of the night, when I woke up this morning, I kind of got the vibe that the dream was like... uh a premonition or something. I just felt like it was a premonition. I don't know. I don't know why I felt that way, but I don't well, usually get premonitions. I think I got one in my whole life, and that was yeah, it. Yeah.
3: But you're getting a premonition dream where it's like a warning in there, and I'm thinking opposite like he was shopping for houses, so he's hitting the lottery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Before we get to Justin's thoughts on that dream, um, did you ever consult your psychic that you, uh, you have in your team to see if she uh, had any? Any thoughts on that? Any feelings?
4: Yeah, I was actually supposed to call her today, but I was doing so much running around um, mm-hmm. that I never got a chance to, to get in touch with her. But I'm sure at some point next week, I will call her and, um, and discuss it with her and see what she says. And, and here's, here's the fun part, Kat. If it's something really major league, she'll
3: be calling him.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of that. Justin, what are your thoughts?
5: Um, well, kind of to piggyback off of both what you and Brian were saying, um, you know, if, if these things can speak telepathically, um, and, and, and it's a dream about buying a new house. Uh, we're and we're talking about, you know, trees being cleared. Maybe they're upset about the the clearing of the trees. They need to find a new home Mm -hmm. and they're communicating to each other. But in maybe by accident, communicating to Al in, in his dream, because as Brian said, we are kind of more susceptible when we're sleeping. So that to me sounds like a pretty good possibility. Um and just the fact that Al, not you, but also your daughter heard these things after you had woken up, I mean, justifies that it wasn't just wind or, you know, something else altogether. There was obviously something chattering in, in your backyard.
4: Yeah, like I was telling Brian, I mean, it, it sounded like it was right in my backyard, but it could have been, you know, 200 yards away up on top of the hill. But it, it just—it was just so loud, it sounded like right. I mean, we believe me, right. foxes have made some crazy noises. We've heard the foxes go at it. And all the foxes that we have in our yard are all related. They're all either mother and daughter or sister and brother. And, and there are still times when they're moving the pups from one den to another. Or if they're fighting over a piece of food, because like I said, my wife feeds all the animals. Um, they They make some strange noises, but... I've heard that noise before, you know, and uh, it sends chills up my spine.
1: And you said your cat reacted to it as well, right?
4: Yeah, actually, I got two cats. Uh, one ran under the bed, and the one that sleeps in the kitchen underneath the table in a cat bed. When we went into the kitchen, we couldn't find her. She was wedged in a corner behind oh. uh, stove in the stove and the and the and the refrigerator, hiding.
1: So you know, it was something.
3: Definitely. Yeah.
1: Hm. Interesting.
3: That, that's, I mean, it's just, you know, it, what I loved about this whole thing is when he said it is that it, he got validation
4: from his daughter
3: because his daughter heard mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah.
4: And my daughter's got supersonic hearing. If she's upstairs with her TV on, she has like a sound machine and everything. And her, her and her husband could be in their room sleeping. If My wife and I could be in the, in the, in the living room two rooms away, with the door closed, and we, if my wife says something about her, she'll come charging down the <laughs> steps because she hears everything. <laughs> what do you say about me? <laughs> she hears everything.
1: I have a friend back home, too, that has superhuman hearing. I'm like, how? <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs>
4: and, and the second dream I was going to actually discuss tonight was, since I was about 12 years old, okay, I've had the same dream over and over again. Uh, different periods in my life, 12, maybe 14, 16, different times. I'm a knight, uh, like in King Arthur, King Arthur time, mid the mid age, the mid dark ages, mid, se- mid 12th century. Mm-hmm. I'm riding out of a black forest on my horse. My armor is all rusted and I look like hell. I'm riding up towards the lake. I see a There's this beautiful lake glistening water and sunshine off it. I grab my horse. I walk my horse to the lake. Horse is drinking the water. I'm washing my face. I take my helmet off. I'm washing my face. And something catches my eye to the right. I'm a peripheral vision. I see something. And when I look over, there's a castle. And the outer wall has been knocked down. So I walk over to the castle, I climb over all the rubble, that, which was once the wall. I go into the courtyard, and it's just, this castle looks like it's been under siege for a decade. And I'm looking around, and there's nobody there. So I see these steps that go up towards the tower. So as I'm walking over the rubble to get to these steps, I trip over a, a stone. So I go to move the stone, and I see something like shining. So I move another stone. All of a sudden I see there's a a, a knight in in armor buried underneath this rubble. So I start moving one stone. I start moving the other stone. And and then um, as I go to lift up the shield to see who it is, I usually wake up. So I never get to see who that knight is. Well, recently, I would say maybe a year ago, a, and I always kind of felt that you know, when I woke up, I would wake up and I would wake up pissed like, damn, I want to see who that guy is. But in my gut, I always kind of knew that it was me, you know,
1: hmm.
4: and it was, I was actually a ghost riding out of the out of the forest to find myself. I was like a lost soul or whatever. So anyway, recently I've had that dream again, again, maybe a year ago. Only this time, when I lift up the shield, I see my face, and it's me. And there's this weird, like, kind of, oh, all connection kind of thing where I'm hit with this bright light. And now, I'm outside the, the castle walls again on my horse, and my armor is glistening, okay? And out of the Black Forest comes about two dozen knights, riding towards me and everybody's their armor is shining and they're just riding towards me. And as they get to me, I join I joined I join in line with the first rider and we're riding off. But we're not like riding off to the sunset, which is weird. We're riding off towards the sunrise. The sun is just rising over the mountains on the other side of the lake. So I mean, you know, I I actually went to a meeting where they had a dream therapist there and she, she gave me this long stuff, but she thought it was, you know, but I'd like to hear your guys thoughts.
1: Anyone? Justin, take (laughs) it away.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Justin
1: involved. Uh, Come on.
5: (laughs) That actually sounds kind of like a, Mm -hmm. a past life type dream where you're, Trying to connect with a past life, um, especially with the fact that you at one time couldn't see yourself, but now you can, <clears throat> so maybe you're starting to come a little, a little bit closer to that past life. Um, it's actually kind of interesting, kind of reminds me of Star Wars a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's right, I mean, you know. I don't know if it's, it, it's, I, I think of different things here. Um, the fact that only until recently did he discover that he was the, the, the knight that was there, you know, right. that, and, and then he joins this other group. It's almost as if, and I'm going to go revelations on people at this point. We're getting to a point where we all have to start banding together to fight the good fight, um, whatever evil may be out there. Um, and if you're religious, we're, I mean, like, I think the U.S. is basically Sodom and Gomorrah at this point. Um, and, and maybe it's, it's him finally finding himself because they need him, W-U-L, to join the battle and fight the good fight um, for truth, justice, you know, and, and, and a religious aspect of it as well. Um, Knight's tempers come to mind right off the bat um, mm-hmm. about this. Um, that's basically what you're doing. You were fighting. It wasn't just fighting for your country or whatever. When, when we're talking about knights, you're fighting for the for good in general. And you're coming out of the darkness with Black Forest where you were warring at one point. Um, you know, I get the whole, uh, Justin, I get the whole uh, um, Star Wars connection where Luke's going in the cave and finally realizes that Darth is yep. dead. You know, and then he gets pissed off why his dad left his mom and it's whatever. (laughs) Um, But um, I think you, the reason why you're getting the information now is you've developed, you've grown as a human and spiritually and personally, and that's why you're ready to handle this next phase. Um, I think you're going to have the same dream again, but it's, it's getting to the point where are you traveling to? And I think that's going to be the next, I see where we're going, but I can't see everything, uh, you know, perfectly. And then that will be revealed to you as you get, go on with your life. You know, when, when you becoming closer and closer to what's really supposed to take place. Wow. That well, was- I mean, it was, it was that. And also me as a midget in the, uh, you know, safety <laughs> dance video
4: <laughs>
3: dancing around a little unicorn or, you know, like a like, accordion or whatever.
4: Um, Well, according according to this woman who I told the dream to, she's a dream therapist and she's a psychic as well. And, you know, she, and it's funny that what Justin said, he thought it was a past life experience because when he said that, he gave me chills because that's exactly what she said to me. She said, this is not a dream. This is a past life experience. And she, and then it's like you put, you brought the second half of it. What she said, Bryce, she said, she said to me, she's like, um the reason why you could never see yourself is because you weren't you weren't ready for that you know even though you knew in your gut that it was you you never actually showed it was you she said you know that was like you were a lost soul you were wandering in the dark the darkness the black forest and you came out you found your way home and she said once you were able for whatever reason now, and I, and I believe that all these years that we've been doing all this paranormal stuff, that my abilities, abilities, not that I have any abilities, but my gut feelings and my intuition has grown, you know? And maybe that had to do with me being able to actually see myself. But she said, the funny thing is, she goes, it's funny that you said you weren't riding off in Sunset. You were riding off into the sunrise. So she says You're starting like a new adventure, you know, and another life. You know what I mean? So, you know, so both of you guys kind of hit on it, you know, so it's pretty weird, you know.
3: Justin, how much do you want to charge him for this? <laughs> 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 I wonder Five if you want to know. 99 per minute. Yes, I'm Miss Cleo. Welcome. <laughs> Call me now. <laughs>
1: It's funny. I think um, I had the same thoughts from from all of you from from that dream, and that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs)
3: Well, uh, I I mean, like you know, I I mean, Justin, you've been fairly quiet. Have you ever had anything like this or a prophetic dream where you know something happened? (laughs) Besides the fact that you thought you were the Antichrist, which is very interesting alone. I mean, that explains
1: a few things.
3: Well, you know, I mean, like that's almost ten thousand dollars in analyst bills right there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, going to your analyst. Well, I you know, there was one time um, when I was the Antichrist and I killed everybody. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it. This dream it was weird. Um, this particular dream wasn't prophetic in, in any sense of the word, but I was um I was a journalist and I was searching for the Antichrist. I knew who I thought it was. Um And I was gathering evidence to to prove it. And um, towards the end of the dream, um, I'm seeing these flashbacks of certain parts of it. And I come to the realization that I'm the Antichrist. When that happens, my head spins 360 degrees. Uh, I, one eye turns white, one eye turns black, and that's when I woke up. Wow. 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 You know, and there I was going to think you thought Eric was,
3: um, (laughs) (laughs) leave it to the porn again. Um, (laughs) that, that we're okay. One of the things, the problem we have here is this, each one of us, not only do we, are we. Are we gifted or talented in what we do and possible abilities? The fact that we are that that very creative and artistic um, lends to the problem that when you're having these dreams, maybe you're picking something up, more imagery from something that happened around you. Like I think Eric mentioned that before. Like, you know, you've had an experience the last couple of days before and it's carrying into this in this dream at this one point. Um, I know that when I do what I do, I always second guess myself because of the fact that I'm I mean, Al and I could sit down at any, meet, any UFO meeting and we can literally tell about us being abducted and we can give them every detail they need to know. And people will 100% these guys were abducted um, because we know that much as researchers, investigators. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your dream about becoming the Antichrist, although there's no way you're just way too nice for being the Antichrist. Even though you're the godfather of paranormal, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was like a, a, a moment in your life, what it sounds like to me, where you had to, you know, finally stop being the nice guy in, in a certain situation and you had to flip it to being the, the guy that, the, you know, like not as nice and keeping the distance from whatever you know, or whomever you're having an issue with.
1: For mm-hmm. whatever reason I started thinking of the old Star Trek episode where Kirk um he had he was um a transporter malfunction and he had the good Kirk and the bad Kirk. I have no <laughs> idea why that popped into my head.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well the, the black, this, his eyes changing
4: white ones white ones black. Yeah. Hey Justin, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had that dream ever again or was it just a one-time deal? No, similar it
5: was a time deal, but it was so vivid that I still remember uh, exactly what happened in the dream. Um, There's only a small handful of dreams that I've had that I can say I recollect 100%. And that's one of the very few. Um, There was one when I, I was a lot younger. I was about 12, 13 years old. Um, I had this dream that I was in a maze and, um, I was still a kid. I wasn't an adult or anything. Um, and I was having a hard time getting out of this maze. And, um, I eventually find this creature. I can't remember what it looked like, but I remember it wasn't human. And eventually, um, it, it leads me out of the maze, but. As we're coming out of the maze, um, there's this ledge, and I end up stepping off the ledge. And as I'm falling, I wake up. I had that dream at least three or four times as a kid.
4: Yeah, I've had dreams that I felt like I was falling too. And I just like jumped, I catch myself thinking I'm falling out of bed. But yeah, that's, that's a very yep. vivid experience when you, when, you, when you have that feeling of falling. That that'll really jolt you. So that's that's pretty did, interesting. Dream. Wow. Did you did you actually feel yourself like like a, like a drop like a
3: fall? You know, because you feel like like, it. You know, on a roller coaster, part of the drop is you feel the G's. Did you feel yourself falling? You know, when you dropped.
5: Yeah, and actually, uh, I mean, n- numerous times um, as an adult, my wife can attest to this. I I've jumped. Um, as I'm, I had maybe fallen asleep just a couple of minutes, and I jump, and she goes, "Were you falling again?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Well, well, here here's the thing about the, those dreams, and I'm, this is my 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 take on that. Um, you actually were out of your body. That's an out of body experience. You're having an out of body experience, I've, uh, you you dropping, that. and you, that feeling of falling is you actually reconnecting with your physical body so what what I was going to suggest to you is, and it's really funny because we all have dreams that we don't remember. I remember you know we had a dream, but I don't remember it It's the ones right. that we remember that th- there is a significance to it it's it's telling you something it's like kind of like beating you on the head like don't go through the door there's a guy in there with a <laughs> knife <Yeah.
0: laughs> you
3: know, but um the next time you feel like you're you're in a, 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 such a real dream. If you can remember to say to yourself, "Wake up! Wake up! Wake up!" see if you can take control of that dream. And if you can, I'm going to lay money that you're actually having a, an outer body experience, and you are no longer in your physical shell. You are actually experiencing something for real um, in a different in a different uh, realm, um, and it's not the dream realm. It's you're vibrating at such a level that you're able to leave your body. And 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 almost like astral projection, you are able to travel to a different area.
5: Well, I've had I've had lucid dreams in the past. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people don't believe in lucid dreams, but I've had dreams where I can um, either a I can take control of the dream. Um, or B, and not from my understanding, not too many people can actually do this. Yeah. I will. I can actually go back into the the dream at the exact spot that I woke up and and finish the dream, even if I don't want yep. to.
0: Wow,
3: that that is you physically leaving your body and going to the place where you were. That's a real thing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of debate about this whole thing. Um, you know, yep. dream therapists and whatever. But my personal opinion, and I think if you went to someone who is a tremendous psychic that's 99.9% accurate, like Katie herself, she's freaking fantastic. I mean, she's beyond spot on. It's scary. Yeah. You know? yeah, I love um, it. And I challenge all these people that are psychic. Our psychic is just spot on. Um, and and not only is she spot on for the moment, but she also gets everything that's involved in it. Like hundreds of years of whatever took place there, she's going to tell you all of it. Because she sees all of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think... That if you went to somebody and you revealed this that that dream what you were just mentioned um you wouldn't be the antichrist you 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 would you you know you would be in a a different realm and and the fact that you're not it's an unfamiliar realm gives you a little bit of that uh being inhibited to go forward or scared to go forward and I know we're all adults and stuff, but you know we do get scared people. <laughs> Um, yes. I'd love to hear what a, what a psychic has to you know thinks about uh, that dream.
1: You should try and contact well, like Katie I, sometime, I, Justin.
5: I'm I'm trying. Uh, I mean, we did uh, touch base this week, um, but with my work schedule, it's been kind of off lately. So, mm-hmm. uh, she asked me if I would be able to do it in an afternoon or something. And I'm like, yeah, not really, not at the moment. Cause it's, it's just nuts. But yeah. Um, next time I talked, I'm able to talk to her. I'll talk to her about some of my dreams because like I said, um, a lot of the dreams that I, I have had, or, or I do have a lot of times um, I'm writing them down because not only are they vivid and weird dreams, but I'm like, Holy shit! That would make an amazing book.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, some of the
4: tr- some of the dreams we have would make an amazing book. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, you know, one.
3: If we're getting into dreams and stuff, I've I've had a couple of, and I don't call them dreams. When I have such a, something that's just that real, and I've revealed to Al, you know, should I tell this person? Um, and he says, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, laughing by my back, <laughs> you know, and then you get the validation of what you were just saying there, um, that's saying, wow, you're, you know, you're nine, you know, you, I would say you're about 98% accurate. Um, it kind of blows your mind away. But I, I do remember a lot of my dreams. And one that sticks with me to this very day was, um, it was back in like, I was going to say biblical times, okay? Around, um, you know, I don't know, year 27, 20, you know, the, the actually near near 20, year 29 or whatever. And it was at night. You could see the mud type of huts in the walls. And I knew I was in like the Middle East. And I heard this um, screaming and yelling and like this anger, two different voices. I heard water splashing. And you could see this out of all the all the places that were there. There was an archway, like a doorway, and you could see like the glow of, of flames, like a torch. So I started walking towards that, and it just sounded so violent. And I kind of looked in, and I see these two, I'm going to say Roman soldiers. They were dressed like Roman soldiers. Um, one of them had his a staff with like a spear at the end of it, and it was resting against the wall by the, the entrance where I was. And the other one had another one. It was like resting in the corner. And there was a pool there made out of clay. It was a a square pool filled to the water. And someone was in there and they were, you know, you tell us the, I don't remember the exact words, but you tell us where it is or who it is. And and they were drowning somebody. It was like waterboarding, -waterboarding. pre-waterboarding. And I just knew in my heart, like, I, I can't express it other than I just knew this was wrong. This has to stop they're killing this person. I don't know. This person would come up out of the water. They'd pull him up and hair everywhere. And so I quietly grabbed the, the, uh, the staff and I, I went in and I said, stop. And I, I jabbed it into one of these guards and lifted it up. He fell dead. I went at the other guard and he ran away and I immediately dropped everything. And I, I saw the just the person like floating in the water, I can, And I went in there, and I grabbed this person, and I pulled them out of the water. And the hair kind of flew back, and I heard this big gasp for air, like, like, you know, whatever. Then coughing, And and I looked up. His head was down, and he looked up. It was a he, and staring at me in the face, bluest eyes I've ever seen in my life, full beard, long hair. It was Jesus Christ. And all he said was, thank you. Wow. And that that was it. That was the end of the dream. Um but the the I, I will never forget the look I got and it was it was absolutely it's kind of like if if anybody hears parents when your kid is super sick or mm-hmm. even your pet, like my pet was like There's a certain look when they when someone's so vulnerable and someone just, just everything's going on, they're feeling so terrible and whatever, they just give you this look of like I can't thank you enough it's just it was just such an innocent like I can't thank you enough, you just saved my life. thank you and i I remember just p- p- picking him up and getting almost like a hug. I felt the water, I physically felt the water um and then i was I woke up like you know, and I was like, Oh wow, that was a really intense dream, so I don't know what that means um <laughs> <laughs>
1: How long ago did
3: cannoli. you have that dream wow yeah it was it was I knew exactly who he was. I didn't know he was there I uh-huh. knew uh, uh, the first thing in my head is is Jesus Christ. he wasn't like all white or whatever he was middle eastern ish uh-huh. there was a tan to his skin you know uh a lot of people try to put their own culture and brand on this you know jesus as as a as a a messiah or a savior or whatever but you know, he was literally, like, part of the tribe down there. Um, it was totally different because the, the Roman soldiers were definitely, like, white, like, you know, Caucasian. Uh-huh. And this person was, you know, leaning towards that, but more Middle Eastern. They had this certain, like, oliveish, like, tannish complexion. But it just, it really, I've never forgotten about that dream. Um, it's never happened again. <clears throat> um, but it's,
4: it was pretty intense. Hey, Brian. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Did you know in your gut before you ever pulled his head up out of the water who you, who you were saving? Not at all. No. Okay. Not at not at all. I just knew. It's really weird. I knew
3: it was wrong. It was what they were doing was wrong. They shouldn't be doing this to people. Um, anybody. Uh, I don't. I, you know. And. I'm not Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. I mean, there's a couple of people I'd like to waterboard, um, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> to be brutally honest. Oh, but, but, well, they deserve it. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. But this was just, it's, they were taking advantage of their power. You know, when when someone is, when someone has power over somebody, you, you know, it's wrong. It's like, you stop doing this. You, you can't do this anymore. This, you're, this is, it's just wrong. Stop it. Um, it has to be stopped. And, um, you know, I just pulled the person out to help the person. Uh, but the gas, I will never forget the gas for air and the look on on that person's face. Like, you just saved my life. I can't thank you enough. It, I, I, I've never seen that look before. Wow. That's wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. You know, and it's really funny because I'm not of the faith, although I believe in the person. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not of that faith. I, I'm more spiritual than anything else, and I am an ordained minister. Um, but it's just very interesting that um, a couple of people. I took philosophy. Uh, had to take philosophy in school. I think everybody has, and, and whatever. And we learned about the allegory of the cave. Well, I, I didn't know the person teaching teach the class was a, a priest in the Bronx, and I, and I slipped him some dirty allegory jokes, which at the time he liked them, but whatever. But, um, (laughs) we we started talking about calling and when, when people, if you ask most people that, that, and I'm gonna say the good ones and I'll leave it at that, um, when they went to, and this becomes from, from priests to nuns to anybody who's religious and that multiple cultures, even the shaman or whatever, why did you do, why did you choose to do this? You get a calling and you you, you're supposed to have prophetic dreams uh religious dreams and what have you um i have no desire to be a priest um i I may have i think katie may have mentioned something about uh me being a healer at one point i know some other people two other people that were in touch with the, the psychic realm that were i validated uh mentioned something about i should be healing people i've always felt i should be healing people but um it's just very weird, you know, like what what's a a, kid, a person of my faith having a dream about a person who is a leader of Christianity.
4: Hmm. You do know Jesus was a Jew though, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, born and raised uh, lived and died as one. Um it it's you know, it's one your, it it's too complex and to get into religious and whatever and and I don't I don't subscribe to the BS that's associated with it because the, the, the tales told about who did what to whom and, and whatever, I think it's just taking advantage of, you know, uh, of the moment. Like, you know, history's written by the by the victor, right? So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whether it's yeah. true or not, you know, so everybody's like, you know, uh, Judas, Judas, like, yeah, yeah, what, what's up? <laughs> you know? It's like, I don't necessarily believe in that. Um, and, but it was just, it was very, very interesting. Uh, I've had other, I've had an, uh, other I'm going to say religious-based dream where it's a spiritual, where I literally woke up and I walked outside. I was in a stone type of room. I saw light coming, really bright light, uh, golden light. I walked out and I'm standing on this, I don't know how to describe but it, but it almost looks like ruins, a combination of Roman, uh, Egyptian, and Greek uh, and Aztec type of uh, architecture. And it's outside or it's, it seems to be outside. It's like a golden, everything is golden. It's a golden color. I mean, and it's just this massive complex. And, and for some reason I knew like across the way there, like if you looked at it, it looked like clouds between where we were and where this other building was. And in my mind, I knew that was the repository for information. And I walked down these stairs. It was beautiful. It was absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, where I was, I have no clue. Huh. And I've only had that once. And then I immediately... Atlantis, my friend. You were in Atlantis. I, I very well could have been in Atlantis. You know, I, I was... A, 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 someone, some really cracked out person thought I was Patrick Duffy at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, lady, I look like John
4: Candy, not Patrick Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin, can I ask you a question? In in yeah. your in your dream, the creature that brings you out of the maze and to the cliff, did it look like like the creature from the Black Lagoon at all?
5: No, I don't. No, I, okay. Just that I don't remember what exactly it looked like. I just I just remember it being not human.
4: Because that's the image I got in my head when you would when you were talking about it. It's just like that that creature just. The image just blew into my mind, and I was just wondering if that was a creature or looked similar to that, or whatever that led you out. Okay, yeah. no big deal.
5: But yeah, I don't, I don't remember.
4: Okay, I literally, when you
3: were mentioning it, um, in my mind's eye, and that's how I, you know, I was seeing something more of, um, almost like if you took a cat and a monkey, put it together, and 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 took the hair off of it. It was very lanky and uh, darkish in color. Uh, the skin, the flesh looked almost, not burnt, but on the verge of being charred. Um, it was very, it wasn't an appealing creature.
1: Huge eyes?
3: Um, not really, hu- black eyes. That's, hmm. that's what I was seeing. And it was, it was, you just got the vibe that it was up
5: to no good.
1: Huh. And you don't remember what it looked like at all, eh, Justin? No details at all?
5: No, like... It, it's been a long time since I've yeah. actually thought about it, But... um, Yeah, I don't remember what it actually looked like. Just, like I said, I knew it wasn't human.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, next question for Justin. When you were in the dream and the creature was leading you out, did you ever get the feeling... That it was leading you to your demise or rescuing you?
5: I thought he was helping me.
4: Okay. Because that's the vibe I got too. I don't think that when you fell off that cliff, I don't think you were going to hit like rock. I think you were going to hit water. I don't know why I feel that way, but I just think he was rescuing you. I don't know.
1: Interesting.
3: That's very, very interesting. It's... it's yeah, you know, th- this is the thing with, um, I don't know, you know, Kat, you have, you have things that you can do. Um, I'm sure Justin, I, I don't even, I, you know, what you have, what you could do. I know Al can do a lot more than he leads on to. I agree. Um,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and it's fine because you know what? I think the problem I have is cause I, I always talk to Al about it. It's like, I see these things in my mind's eye and I always ask, am I just using my overactive imagination for this? Hmm. Um, but when you start getting, I, I actually did a reading for somebody. Somebody came through, they had an issue, whatever. And I started, I, you know, I ha- this is after my, my father just passed away. So he's, you know, I was, I was in a really weird spot. So I started reading this guy and telling him what was going to take place and what was transpiring. And it, it's, it was just spot on. And I can't explain how it happened. It just started popping these images. and this, These movies are playing in my head, actually. Um, and he was like, "Oh my God, you're you're so spot on about all these people and and whatever." I, I still got to call him back because he wanted me to like call me every day. And I'm like, all oh, I remembered is when uh, one of our friends Al uh, contacted uh, uh, our psychic every day, <laughs> multiple times. I'm like, I don't want to be that. <laughs>
1: Any other wow. comments, gents? Know- <laughs> yeah, um, you, cle- you just cleared the room. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh,
1: drop the mic. <laughs> well, you know, Brian,
3: drop the mic. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think. I think. Here's here's an idea for you, Cap. Yeah. So this show is going to come out when it comes out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think if you can give us a rough guesstimate of how many days after this it's coming out. Um, I want to see if any one of us has another dream or similar dreams, or if we we are in each other's dreams. Oh, I want to
4: see. Very interesting.
3: I think it would be a great follow-up, you know, just before you publish to do something like, you know, just as show notes, we'll just message everybody and they're like, uh, yeah, you guys were in my dream last night. Or, you know, it was funny because I, I had a dream and the next thing I know it was with Kat. And then, then we, we kind of met Al someplace and then we went over to where Justin was and we bought some pottery. Um, we, you know, <laughs> You know, I, I just was wondering because I think the fact that our wonder twins powers are working, uh, maybe we are uh, more connected than we're aware of. I I don't think we we became friendly with each other and and know each other and talk to each other just because you know we met. You know, we had a couple of questions. I think this was destined and preordained.
1: Agreed. Because we, it's almost like we've known each other before. We've. We we met online and we just got this rapport and it's it's like I said it's like we've known each other and we've never met. Never met. We have this mm. connection.
4: Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, there are there allergies. are no coincidences, right, Bry?
3: No, you know what? No, there aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there were, and I wish someone would give me those lottery numbers and those coincidences.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Agreed. <laughs> let's let's hope that we'll all. Uh, hey, if let us do it this way. If we suddenly dream of numbers in the next little while, let's tell each other what they are and uh, see if we can put those numbers <laughs> together.
3: <and laughs> you know, I, I've I've said that before. It's like I'm I'm not a greedy person when it comes to. It. I would, I you know, every time I talk to uh, someone who's a psychic. I always ask the same thing. Cindy will never give me us the numbers. She goes, "I can't do that," and I'm like, "Yeah, you can't because it's not for you; it's for me." She goes, "No, I can't do that." does it work that way, Brian. No, exactly. And Katie laughed at me too and said, "I can't do that." And I'm like, "But it's not for you; it's just for me." Now um, she
1: she can't because she's unable to, or ethically she's not she's not allowed to.
3: I, I think actually it's, you know, I don't, I'm going to throw the ethics out there. I mm-hmm. think this is, you know, if you're really talented in mathematics and, and you use it to, to be an accountant or whatever, or do something with numbers, uh, are you cheating the system? No, that's your gift and your ability. Certain ability, people have athletic abilities, you know, are they, you know, I, I think if you are, are, are gifted with foresight and future sight, that you are allowed to, to make some kind of, that's the payoff is you are allowed to make something off of this, um, but you're not allowed to abuse it.
1: Hmm.
3: You know, but most people don't do it because if, you know, even though they hate this in many ways, they they don't want to lose the the gift.
1: Agreed. Mm-hmm.
3: But if you lose the gift and you give me the lottery numbers, there's a good payout at the end of
1: it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you can buy your own psychic abilities back.
1: <laughs> yeah, from, what, from what
4: from what Cindy always tells me, that she's just... She's not allowed to see those kind of numbers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Or,
4: or any kind of numbers. Like if they went to, she went to a casino or something like that, she's just... I guess it's the universal law or something. She can't see him, you know?
3: Actually, I've actually tried to do a remote view on numbers. And um, the problem is I don't have a date uh, system on there. You could be getting numbers that are accurate, but it could be for like 2060, you know? Yeah. And, and in order to play those numbers, it would too much money to do it to begin with. <laughs> Yeah. So but I think I think we all have an ability to do that to foresight and to look into numbers. Um I think if you're very good with tarot cards, okay. I think you do do a three or a four tarot card spread and what comes up are the numbers, you know, and you play those numbers based on what, what numbers were on the tarot card. And just try it. You never know. I don't mean, know, uh, Brad.
4: that sounds like bad mojo, man. Nah, it's not bad mojo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a telephone to God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Mallard's still alive.
1: Okay, so, I um, hope so.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Kat already had called dibs on his microphone, so
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I called dibs
3: on his music collection. <laughs>
1: and I think you also called dibs on his body, didn't you?
3: <laughs> yes, I did. I, I'm going to take John Creeper. Mallard, and no, 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 it's it's genius, and we're going to stuff him naked with a hard you know whatever and we're gonna well i tell you what each one of us will have them for three months just put a hat on it and just like look, who the hell is that that's that's john mallard I'll be
1: happy with right the here. microphone. Thanks.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: uh, the magic mic.
1: <laughs> yeah, the magic mic. <laughs> 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 nice <laughs> cat, <down. laughs> See, I We're told you Al was brilliant.
4: That's we think. <laughs> you
3: know, you can, you, someone's wife who makes pottery can make something special from that.
4: <laughs> something hard? Yes, <laughs> uh, okay. We got, I'm getting tired. <laughs> I think I better leave. <laughs> well, it
1: has, it has been over an hour, gents.
4: Well, this well, has been a lot of fun, Kat, and uh, i has. thank you for inviting me, and uh, thank you guys for, for being here as well. Had a great time.
1: Thank um, you so much for being here. Al. Thank you. I think it's time to call it a night. Yeah, I will be adding in the show notes uh, where everyone can find you. But, Al, before you go, if you could tell us uh, where people can find you, and then we'll go to uh, Justin and then uh, Brian, and then we'll call her.
4: Sure. um, The Bronxville Paranormal Society, uh, you can find this on on the web, on the net, whatever you want to call it. All, all social media. Brian's got us on everything under the sun. So, you know, Facebook is the easiest place to find me. That's the one place I usually hang out the most. And that's about it.
1: Okay. Thanks again, Al.
4: Thank you, Kat. Okay. Good night, folks.
1: Good night, Al. Justin, where can we find hey. you?
5: Well, um, all shows can be found at newlanternmedia.com you can also find me at my website which is justincancelary.com and uh, yeah I'm on all the social medias Um, just reach out if you don't know how to spell my last name I'm sure Kat can figure it out and put it in the notes (laughs) for you guys
1: yes I will (laughs) thank you Justin and Brian
5: oh it was my turn
3: cleaning up (laughs) <laughs> um
1: I, I'm also on Podbean uh, uh
3: inside the goblin universe You can find me with uh, you know Al Santa Riga always uh, It's his right hand uh Broxville Paranormal Society. I'm on Facebook, uh Twitter, unless I'm banned, and uh <laughs> also, you know, my shows no booming, nobody but me, inside the goblin universe, um, Sideshow Safari and Paranormal Um Portals of Perception, sorry. Um But yeah, you can find me all over the place. And, you know, I'm available for any type of event, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, wedding. Just let me know.
1: He gets around, doesn't he, Justin?
5: (laughs) He does. Yeah, he actually does.
1: Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. I really, really appreciate this. This was a lot of fun. And I hope we can do it again sometime.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. Good night, everybody. Good night. Ciao. Good night.